Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 328. This is a show where we share cutting-edge strategies on acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic, but we also talk about a lot of after-the-click stuff as well. Today's conversation is a really good one, especially if you own a Shopify store, if you're an e-commerce business, and you're thinking to yourself, maybe now is the time I should be selling. Well, you got to talk to these guys or at least listen to what they have to say because I've got Bill Hughes and Ashton Barlow on this week's show from Grove. It's going to be talking about just that. And if you think now is the time or even if you're thinking about potentially even selling or thinking about taking your business to the next level, maybe you're only on Amazon as an e-commerce business, but you want to diversify into your own Shopify store or online. You're really going to enjoy this week's show, which was recorded in the Scooby-Doo van inside Traffic and Conversion Summit. And uh, like we had mentioned on the show a couple of uh, weeks back, we are, and Kasim is giving away five pre-recorded recordings of Traffic and Conversion Summit. They're not even out as of yet. You can't even buy them. You have to put them on a wait list. But we are giving away five recordings of the entire three days, which is a $300 price point. But I can't tell you what kind of value it's brought me personally, probably millions in value. It is so well worth it to buy it, let alone the fact that we're going to be giving it away by just doing one simple thing. Just uh, direct message me on Twitter at Ralph. HB, that's Ralph HB, two H's in there with a screenshot of your honest review of perpetual traffic, and you will be entered to win one of these five recordings that Kasim's fronting his money on for you to get. That's $1,500 he's got to lay out here. I think he can afford it with a million dollar agency, but anyway, uh, just direct message me with a screenshot of your honest review of perpetual traffic, and you can be entered to win one of five traffic and conversion summit full recordings on all three days so definitely do that thanks again for being a part of the perpetual traffic community get settled in we're going to get back to the interview right after this break you're listening to perpetual traffic Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, 
influence and persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Welcome to Perpetual Traffic, guys. Great to have you here. Tell me a little bit about what Grove does to, for our listeners. And as you know, as we've discussed uh, pre-record here, we've got a lot of folks that are in the consultancy agency space. So what is it that you guys do? Uh, just give us a little background. How did Grove kind of start and uh, take me through that whole journey? Yeah, I mean, you know, like a lot of your listeners, we were founded by a couple of entrepreneurs who were developing a lot of products in the health and wellness space on Amazon. And as those products continue to grow and as you attend these masterminds, all of a sudden you realize like there's a lot of knowledge that can be collaborative on these brands and not try and have to do it yourself. And so Grove was really founded as a, as a way for companies to come together and to share resources, to have shared services so that at some point we're not all having to go get our own legal help and having to get our own support for compliance issues and product development and all these challenges that entrepreneurs face when they get to that like 10 to 20 million revenue in uh, mark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what was the transition? Like, I know you work with a lot of agencies at this point. So how would, did that transition actually take place? Cause that, it's a fairly common thing. And you and I were trying to sort of figure out like how we know each other pre-record. <laughs> and it might have come from War Room, not exactly sure, which is Digital Marketers Mastermind. But one of the things that I found that was very interesting with that group before I like, you know, I was in it for about five years or so was there was a lot of Amazon marketers who were, you know, they self-proclaimed kings of Amazon, but didn't have their own store. And I say, you really go, and many times I said this to a lot of these guys, and they didn't really like my answer, is that I, you don't really have a business right now. You have a single channel, but you don't have a business. You might have a product, but that is not a business. And hoping and, you know, at least giving them some advice that, you know, you should maybe set up a Shopify store. This is before Shopify, like everybody has one right. now. And was that part of that? And how did that sort of come into the agency space that you guys are, are sort of in now, like how did that, did you do that type of transition first or was it, 
a little bit more elegant. Yeah, I mean, Ashton and I work with a lot of, you know, smaller brands that have like five to eight products exactly as you describe. And mm-hmm. those five to eight, you know, they might out of that, they might have, a you know, this subset of heroes that are top in their category and they're winning the bids on every page. And it's exactly like you described these like business owners. They've found this way to just be at the top and they're selling anywhere from a thousand to three thousand units a day of mm-hmm. their product. Mm-hmm. But like, like, what is the next step? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ashton, you talked about it yesterday, right? Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, they're trying to find, you know, they know what they want and the vision they have for their brand, or even if they're an agency working with a large brand, that's just kind of looking for that next step. I feel like that's a good position where Grove comes in and that joint partnership there. And so I, I kind of compare it to like a joint relationship the Army and the Air Force has. It's actually in the Air Force for seven years and worked with the Army. And we had a lot of a joint relationship in our exercises. And I feel like in our position, we were able to have each other's backs and give each other our practices and our and everything and our expertise. And I feel like when you come on with Grove, you're getting our proven strategies and everything that we've developed and being able to keep your brand and be able to implement your own strategies, but you at least have hands to help you do it. So we're kind of the hands and the work to be able to get your big vision done. Got it. So you're coming at it from the business side and then the agency side and you merge them together or match them. Very much. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like as an, as an agency side, the smaller brands come in and we kind of help incubate them to the point where they're, ready to sell and if they want to go and sell at that point that's great we do actually have a couple brands that are like hey i'm ready to completely exit like i want to be done and they'll make a phone call to one of the many brokers out there or venture capitalists right now everybody's getting offers to sell that's the crazy thing about the 2021 era is like Mm -hmm. the market right now is positioned for brands to sell so if you want to sell now is a great time to sell the other option though is and this is what we do is we kind of help them now roll into the bigger picture which is that collaborative model we'll help them get some cash off the table so Grove, for example will buy 50 percent of their valuation so let's just say they're 10 million dollar company and they're doing 3 million in profit mm-hmm. and and they're valued at a 4x so 12 million we'll give them that 6 million as cash right now and just say we're going to take your other six we're going to roll it in as equity into our company We're going to offer you all of the shared services that we have, all of our product development, label design. I mean, there's other companies doing this. We just happen to kind of specialize in the health and wellness space. But really, it comes down to the the Amazon aggregator model. And you've heard a lot about these guys right now. Who's the biggest aggregator out there? It's Thrasio. No question. Those guys are like tearing it up. First company in the U.S. to reach a billion dollar valuation, the unicorn status. I think in the next two years, we are going to see an aggregator become the first Decacorn. There is no question that one of these aggregators is going to like rise up and get 10 unicorns for their total valuation, just because it is such a popular model now where these companies are, are deciding, look, we, we want to continue growing. We don't have the resources. We don't want to go out and hire 100 people to do it. Let's find an aggregator who allows us to collaborate, roll our equity in, and grow with them. And that's kind of the model that Grove has at this point. Health and wellness is our specialty. So we're taking on, right now, we've taken on about 15 different companies, and we're doing that with them. But the, the goal would be 
to continue to grow and grow where it becomes so, um, so, so like equal sharing of all the load and work that we can really help these guys out. Got it. So if I'm a business listening to this podcast or I'm an agency listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and you're plugging along, you're doing it every day, you're probably working your 10, 12 hour days, mm-hmm. you know, five, six days a week. And the idea of selling maybe hasn't come into my mind as of yet because I'm so head down. And I know there's a lot of listeners of the show that are exactly like that. Like they're just, you know, maybe they're six figures maybe they've broken that seven figure mark but they're still grinding it out. They're figuring traffic and conversion, obviously being here at the show probably helps them out a fair bit. What can you tell to those people? Like obviously taking a a step back here, you sort of take people to that next level, but somebody like that, like just the revelation of what you said is 2021. This is a market where you can actually sell. Like how would I, as the business owner, be at an agency or a health and wellness budding e-commerce store, like what would be the steps that I would want to take right now, or at least advice that you guys would have if the idea of selling and getting out of this and being able to maybe even partner and grow without having to do it organically or through my own sweat, like what would you tell those people right now, especially in where we're at, you know, in this particular part of the digital marketing phase? So true. Yeah. I mean, you're, you are spot on. I mean, we, are at the peak of the economy. We are probably pre-gain, pre-capital gains, tax changes. There are so many things at stake in 2021 that could change in 2022. So there's a lot of these sellers that are potentially looking to de-risk, but these are their babies. Like right. your entrepreneur, your audience, they have created something that truly belongs to them. And we get that like, nobody just wants to go out and sell the venture capital. There's so many issues that come with that. Yeah, you get the paycheck, but typically they want you to stay on for a year and there's no way they're gonna run it the way that you ran it. So that relationship, like 90% of the time ends badly. And you may have collected that paycheck, but your reputation goes down with that VC for not being able to run the brand the way that you ran it. And same, there's other options out there too. If your brand is doing well, chances are you're probably getting your email box is probably getting a lot of attention from investment bankers, private equity, capital, etc. And that's totally okay. But the aggregator model is so interesting because it, it and again, it really is something that has emerged in the last two years. It really is growing very, very fast. And by the way, you know, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, I was talking to him and like he's like, oh, the aggregator model is incredible. Like I'm going to apply the aggregator model to real estate. I'm going to apply it to um, he's buying up IT companies in the space and he's like trying to consolidate them and become an aggregator of IT service companies. So it really is a model right now that's working well where sellers can say, okay, I'm not ready to get rid of this whole thing. I still want to be involved. I just need to take a little bit of the risk off the table. And, and our model is, okay, we're going to pay you that 50% keep doing exactly what you're doing. We're just going to provide a lot more shared services, a team to help you grow, a team to help you get on walmart.com, kroger.com, iHerb, you know, get into Whole Foods, you know, get on shelf at store at Target. And let's just at least get some momentum going in different areas so that your brand doesn't just kind of die as your category position dies. Right. Mm. Yeah. So, 
take us through like you guys obviously understand this space there's a lot of listeners to this show are like wait a second like I said before like I've never actually considered doing this how does it actually happen that a business goes through this purchasing process like most of our I would say a lot of our listeners of this show are I'm just going to grind it out I don't want to mm-hmm. sell too soon yeah you know I want to grow this thing on my own and why do I need these guys at Grove to like help me out with any of this sort of stuff? I'm just going to do it all on my own. Tell us a little bit about like the whole process of like how companies are valued, like when the right time to sell is, is it too early to sell at times, you know, and even the, you guys are referring to sort of this first bite, second bite sort of idea, yeah. like take us through that for me or somebody who's like the idea of actually selling my business is a foreign concept. But they're listening to the show and they say, wait a second, maybe I, maybe there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Tell me about that. Yeah. Do you want to start with maybe just at the very beginning stages, Ashton, yeah. with, the, with the newer clients? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. For a lot of ours, you know, they're going to go through a full due diligence process and understanding truly what we would value their, their business or their company at. And that process can take upwards of eight weeks. But what's awesome is in that, in that time frame, we have the ability, we actually have an internal agency and that's where we talk through our marketplace agency and we're able to start giving them our shared services right when they first, you know, spike, I guess, spike the interest in wanting to utilize us. And in those services, we're kind of going through a full strategy and we're looking at that, you know, 30,000 foot view of their business and seeing, okay, what where could we go with this? You know, what maybe they already have a vision for their own brand and they're wanting to get into, you know, international markets or all of these new marketplaces that are coming out, or maybe they haven't taken a step on Amazon yet, or they have, but they want to launch 10 more products. So we're really getting a full understanding of the scope of, you know, who their brand is and what it's valued at, but the opportunity that's presented with it. So we've, I mean, we've acquired brands that, we know have the ability to go so far on Amazon platform, which I would say is our bread and butter or other new marketplaces or international. And we'll definitely partner with them and be able to, you know, suffice their full vision. But we also of course acquire brands that want to partner with us because they're just, they know the scale and growth for their business and they know they just need us to be able to utilize our resources to be able to get there. So it's kind of a, two hands where we're able to evaluate their brands at the same time of understanding the strategy for what their vision looks like and be able to help them with their Amazon operations or we have a full promotional team to be able to get those new products selling as well. Hmm. Yeah. And into uh, those brand owners that you talked about, you know, like, I mean, be confident in your valuation, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you've, you're, you're going to get, you're going to go in, you're going to walk into these brokers and they're going to give you like a number, like a three X or a four X. Like you've got to be able to prove that your valuation is much higher than that. And like really understand your audience, right? So if your product is very much for a niche audience and you're able to say, okay, look, you, you guys, this brand of mine appeals to this segment and it has an incredibly loyal following in that segment and that segment is growing and I'm a top player that those are all things that are going to help you confidently go into that conversation with the aggregator to be able to say look it's it's not worth a three or four it's really worth a five and here's why and be able to point that out we've seen some brands that have kind of get a couple 
of pieces in place early on in the process, like they've made those initial connections with the target, or they've been able to get into a couple of retail stores and it looks like really promising. Those are the guys that are getting like a seven or eight X on those. And again, like if you can walk into this model with a a five, six or seven, and then again, going back to, let's just say your, your profit is 3 million and you're able to get seven X on that, that's 21 million. You'll get a pay. You'll get a payout from us for ten and a half on that, and then be able to roll your equity, the other ten and a half, into ours. But our valuation right now is anywhere between thirteen and sixteen. Thirteen is what we're raising capital at. Sixteen is what our new investors are saying. So if you're if your new equity with us is now worth sixteen, you just made an additional ten million on the ten million that you rolled in with us, and so now your brand, what was worth twenty one million, is now worth thirty one million. Mm. It's a nice model. <laughs> so, a million dollar business, all right, hypothetically, got 30, 40% net, like that's with the owner addbacks, yeah. everything yeah. else. Yeah. Good business. Yeah. Like, I see a lot of potential. Maybe I'm getting tired of working the 12 hour days. Like, yeah, what yeah. do I do? I mean, this could be either an agency owner, this could be an e commerce store. I, mean, I know you mentioned 3, 4X. I'm assuming that's more on the e com side. <laughs> yeah. Like, Talk to me about that person. Like they're yeah. at a crossroads right now. Market is at a pretty good position. I read somewhere, I forget what the source was, that <laughs> there's so much private equity, private money sitting on the sidelines. If you paved all the roads of the entire world with like either six inches or 12 inches of gold, it would go around seven times. Like there's so much money out there. People don't realize how much money is sitting on the sidelines. And it's not right. in the stock market, sitting in bank accounts or trusts or whatever it happens to be, or with pegs, private equity groups. Yeah. I, that realization, I'm a million dollar business, like, whoa. And I'm listening to this podcast like, wait a second here. I haven't really thought about that. Like, tell me about that person. Like, should they maybe wait to get to, you know, the 10 million, 3 million EBITDA? kind of thing or is now the time to do it and what would you state to them what would be your advice yeah i mean ashton and i do talk to a lot of those that are at that million dollar mark and that's a great mark to be at and it takes so much work to get there it's yeah. a, it's incredible how much work it does take to get to that million mark the difference though that you'll get on a valuation between the total business being worth a million and two million and three million is significant it's really hard. And again, we're talking econ, but it is really hard to convince anybody to go more than three or four on a million dollar business. And then you're, then you have to just kind of figure out, well, okay, if my, if my net, let's just say it was 40%, 400,000, that's just like three years of paychecks. That's great. I, you know, that's totally worth it. It's nice to not have that. But if you think that by getting it to a million, all the work that you've done that it will take us an incremental amount of work, but not exhausting amount of work to get it to two. It's worth finding a good agency and, and maybe talk about that. What, what, what do these clients talk to you about when they, when they call with that? Yeah. I've, so as far as our marketplace agency, that's kind of a position where I would recommend they just have those conversations first to even, to even just get, obviously they're, brand out there or their agency out there to be able to have, you know, it be seen by the people who actually 
are the big aggregators and would potentially want to partner or buy, you know, with them, have those conversations. But if there's just certain areas that you think an agency could help you get into that would increase your valuation, you know, those are things that you definitely need to pursue. You know, of course, are you looking into the new marketplaces that are coming out? If you're e-commerce, are you selling on Walmart? Are you already on Amazon? That's great. You know, are you optimizing everything, you know, efficiently? And, you know, Amazon's not the not the same it was four years ago or one year ago. Probably won't be the same tomorrow. Sure. And so working with people that that's their expertise and that's their knowledge and they'll be able to get you to where you need to be. I think you know, getting the help where you need to and having that full vision, that's only gonna be a benefit to you if your long term goal is to you know, sell or partner. Got it. Yeah. Hey, it's Kasim here and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, if you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is, that's way too long for me to remember, I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. So at what level would you say, all right, seriously consider selling this thing or going into an aggregator model? So at least your first bite at the apple let's say if it's a three to five X or somewhere in that range, we're talking sort of like high level stuff here. Some of our yeah. might not understand what EBITDA is. That is earnings before interest tax and uh, amortization. I was yeah. going to say appreciation, but there's no appreciation. Returns, government spending, COVID paychecks. That's COVID. right. That's right. All that stuff you're taking out, like you're paying your wife to do this, and your dad to <laughs> shuffle you around. That's like, right. Those yeah. are add back in, yeah. so like yeah. that's your that's your earnings, yeah. like the net. Yeah. Yes. After everything's done, like right. that's the number that that most folks look at. I mean, mm-hmm. 
unless you're a SaaS agency and you're getting a multiple off your Incredible. revenue, which yeah. is freaking unbelievable. Yeah. I should have started yeah. SaaS. Yeah. We all should. No kidding, huh? So if I'm at a, is it there, is there a threshold of earnings where I'm like, all right, I should either look to do this on my own, you know, pool with a bunch of my buddies that I know from War Room. Or maybe, you know, secondarily, and we'll let you guys do your pitch at the end of the podcast right. for you guys. But, like, it, what is that level? Is there a monetary level that says, all right, this is actually a pretty good time for me to even consider doing this? Yeah. And maybe not something I'd considered in the past. Yeah, yeah. I for sure. Look, I, there, it, there are about 100 aggregators at this point in time. There will be 1,000 by the end of next year, okay? Hmm. The model is built typically to help somebody find a way to grow at least that's how our model is built like we want you to stay on we want you to grow but we know you're going to need more resources don't go out and find your buddy joe to be your partner just because he has some cash mm -hmm. stack but that's the first place most people go it's like hey i know like three other agency and i know three other e-com companies we can kind of like yeah. i've got to buy some inventory we can do it yeah, yeah. Or, or he knows an engineer in Singapore yeah. who I has know a, a guy. team. Yeah. Right. yeah, I know a guy. He's <laughs> always a guy. So yeah. he, uh, by de facto, he becomes your partner. I mean, sometimes it works, but most often it doesn't. And the, the beauty of the aggregator model out there, at least the ones that are allowing you to roll in equity, are that it, it allows you as a company to just say, okay, I'm going to focus on 100% on what I do best. And that is product, let's just say it's product development. Like yeah. I'm really yeah. good at identifying new products. I'm really bad at answering Amazon tickets and writing things in other languages and trying to find a copywriter for Germany. That's, those are things that we want to help to take off your plate in the aggregator model, okay? And by doing that, that's going to allow you to take it from one to two million or your, your product count from five to ten. Mm -hmm. or from 10 to 20 and just these very small steps that all of your audience your entrepreneurial audience they know is very challenging to get to that's that is where the aggregator model can come in and really really help these guys out to take to that next step you don't have to sell you don't have to give it all up and these are all negotiable too right we like at grove we like typically three million revenue minimum just because these these deals takes there's a lot of due diligence we have to do our homework we have to get to know the owners getting founders and and partners that are compatible with us that's very important i know there's other aggregators out there that will look at like a half a million mm -hmm. and then you get to the the level of some like i think thrasio said that their new minimum is much higher than it used to be a year ago i think they were looking at million dollar companies a year ago now they're kind of up to the bar to about five million i, I could be wrong on that but like I know that as these guys grow, they're realizing these deals do take time. We've got to raise the bar. Just well, a you guys bit. have figured out your finances too. I mean, obviously, your services aren't free. We can get into that, but I mean, yeah. like at a certain level, it's probably not worth it, and you've gained a certain amount of scale. But like as an independent owner, like, well, I don't want to pay somebody else to do it. I can do it on my own. Yeah, mm -hmm. like that is a reality that I'm sure is probably the biggest objection when you guys do your initial discovery calls with all those businesses. Yeah, you know. So, like, what would you say to them? Like, what are the pros and cons of that as opposed to going through an agency? And I'm not pushing agency here yeah, to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. The point is, is like, you know, we have a well-educated audience that listen to this podcast, but I do think that what you're talking about here, like this market being the way that it is. 
this is going to be news to a lot of people because yeah. they don't really like their head is down like i said before and they don't realize all this stuff is going on and there's actually an aggregator model that's out there i don't mm -hmm. think we've ever mentioned those two words together yeah. on the show yeah, true. so yeah. tell me about that like what what would you what would you say to them like what would be your advice Ashton, I mean, yeah, you, I think you talk to those guys all day long. I mean, yeah, where's... I think I, it's the best thing that their heads are down and they're focused on that path because that's how they built their own success. But they, they got to lift their head up a little bit and really look at their big picture and see, you know, what kind of growth do they really want? Or do they really always want to do it on their own and find their buddy to do it and have a team of 10 people that are overworked and, and not be able to grow to scale that they want? I mean, if you really, truly see a long-term vision for your brand and you still, you know, want to be a part of it. And with that full process, I mean, an aggregator is a go-to and you can obviously pay an agency to do the services. We have an internal agency as well. So we're able to see, you know, both sides of it. And there's some people that truly work with our agency for a year plus and they get to the point where they're able to, they're able to sell and they're able to partner. And right. that's, you know, our goal is just to, you know, grow everything we can. I that play on words, but it goes right into Grove itself is mm -hmm. just growing the brands to success, no matter what the platform is. Yeah, um, so you just have to, I guess, kind of lift your head up and really see what what do you want for your business and how how far do you want to take it? I think the idea of the first bite, second bite is a fascinating idea that a lot of people might not be aware of. Yeah, it's like when you sell, it's like. You, all right, you're guaranteed maybe you get like a three to four X multiple, whatever it happens mm -hmm. to be, and you get 50% up front. Though that's guaranteed. But like if you're in a business, usually you're going to have some kind of earn out. You're going to, you, you know, I mean, you see it all the time, unless it's just an amazing business, you know, cash at close and then the owner walks away. doesn't happen quite as often as I think a lot of owners would like. So mm -hmm. the reality of the situation is that, especially if you're at that, one to three million, you know, EBITDA level or like, you know, hitting sort of the benchmark of the, the ones that you guys talk to. I'm getting money up front, but the bigger play is the higher multiple with the higher EBITDA number later on. And that's really where the payoff is, whether it's equity pushed forward in the new company, whether it's like new co-aggregation. I don't know how you guys would even describe it or you grow them internally plus other maybe of their competitors in the aggregator model. Like right. that's a real revelation. Can you really talk about like maybe some case studies that you guys have seen where, you know, people have sold and then, you know, one, two, three years into it, all of a sudden this thing that I now have this minority stake in is worth 20 X what I got cash at close. You know, when we actually initiated the transaction. Yeah, great, yeah. great um, example would be one of the companies that we took on a year ago as a partner is called Sun Warrior Nutrition. Okay. Fantastic plant-based protein blends that you see in a lot of health food stores. You'll find them in Whole Foods and a lot of stores. And they have the retail part of their business completely solidified. I mean, they are solid in retail. The challenge that they're having is on the e-commerce side and Amazon, right? All of their distributor relationships are trying to, you know, resell their products through their own accounts and 
you know, they got a call five years ago from a store down in, you know, Louisiana that's like, hey, I'd like to sell your products on eBay. And of course, they're like, oh, yeah, great. Go for <laughs> yeah. it. Sell our products <laughs> on eBay. Sure. Now, this, now this guy's killing it on eBay, you yeah. know, and all of a sudden they're Thank like, you. Yeah, I wish we, wish we would have had a piece of that business. So the first step with Sun Warrior was to, you know, great group, by the way, every one of their people still completely employed and engaged as a partner with us. You know, they didn't have to let a single person go. In fact, they expanded. They have their own manufacturing facilities. So we, you know, as an aggregator, we came in and said, what is the help that you need the most? And they said, e-commerce, Amazon, all those areas. Okay. Last year, they were winning the buy box, I think 13% of the time. When you're winning the buy box on Amazon, meaning that you as the owner are only showing up as the official seller 13% of the time, and the rest of the time that add to cart button is listed as, you know, something distribution or this store or that store, it becomes really challenging to do any kind of advertising because you're, you're basically paying for everybody else to do their sales. And so we realized that, okay, we need to get you at least this high on buy box so that you can begin to advertise. And that's what we spent the past year doing. We're now up to 85% of the buy boxes now, Sun Warrior selling their own products on Amazon <laughs> and other marketplaces, which means that all that money that they can put into advertising is actually helping them directly and not their distributors, which is fine, but it's just so diluted by the time their distributors are selling it. They only get a small portion of that sale. So that's been a case, you know, where Sun Warrior's value was one thing when we bought them. Now, if you look at their valuation as Nuco, as you talked about, because mm -hmm. that's what we've done is kind of created Nuco with Sun Warrior. Now their valuation is, um, is significantly higher than it was a year ago just for being able to take those small steps. Well, give us some numbers here. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Not actual numbers, but maybe multiples. Yeah, multiples. To, yeah, so I people mean, understand this. Like, yeah, that's a foreign for concept. Sure. You is. guys live and breathe this every day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, their overall um, valuation on their EBITDA has doubled at this point. Okay. Yeah. And they probably sold that first bite was at a three, four, yeah, it was something like in that four range. To five. So, yeah, and they're, four or five. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So a grit now they're at like a 10x. Yeah. Yeah. And, and their, their remaining equity with us is, is, is at a 13. And that's the thing with Grove because all of our syndication, all of our capital is coming in at 13. We guarantee all of our partners at least a 13 mm -hmm. should, should there be a transaction that happens with the entire company. Grove at some point, we're guaranteeing them, look, you're going to get at least a 13 on this, if not higher. And that idea right there, a lower dollar figure amount, like your lower EBITDA, we were talking about, you know, mm -hmm. usually it's, it's what, 3 million is like the average revenue, like that's about, you know, was like a million EBITDA there about a good starting point. Great. Yeah. Like you Great. might be able to get three, four X on that mm -hmm. million. Okay. But if you grow it significantly, all of a sudden you're taking 50% off the table on that. Let's say you get 2 million, all of a sudden that 2 million you're moving forward is now many times that. That yeah. could be 20 yes. million. Like, exactly. Those are real yeah. figures. And yeah. if you missed that and you're listening to this, maybe rewind the podcast because <laughs> that's like real figures. Like a 3 million to a 20 million is a big, big difference. And I think that's something that people might not understand the larger number 
but getting to that larger number is the harder part. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's like you might have like sweat, blood, tears, <laughs> yeah, you know, little sleep, lots of caffeine, gotten it to a million and EBITDA, but like, how do you get it from three million to thirty million? That's a pretty long road right there. It is. And you might need some help doing it. Yeah. And I'm not promoting you guys by any stretch. I'm just saying that the things that got you from, you know, zero to a million or 300,000 to a million, a million to three million are not the same things that are going to get you from three million to 30 million. Correct. Yeah. And it's going to be a complete redoing. And we always say this inside tier 11. Every time we multiply our growth by three times, everything breaks. Yeah. And it really is it true. It's yeah. like you need to reinvent and yeah. you're constantly sort of, all right, I've never been here before. Mm -hmm. I need, maybe I need some help. I've never been here before. Yeah. Now I need some help. And obviously I guess here comes the pitch for growth because <laughs> we're coming to that point. But like, what do you guys do to facilitate that? And this is, you know, people can do it on their own. We already mm -hmm. talked about that, you know? You know, buddies from War Room or your mastermind notwithstanding, you can certainly go that route, fine be that as it may, what do you guys do to make it like easier for these types of businesses to be able to, to integrate into this aggregator model and get that bigger second payoff at a later date? Yeah, well, we have two things. One, I'll have Ashton, you know, talk about why we have an agency at Grove. We've talked about it a little bit. And then I'll talk about the second step after you've kind of made it through the agency, what the next steps are. Yeah. yeah. So our agency model, our marketplace agency, a little differently, different than you just hear about a normal marketing agency, because we're primarily focused on what we're best at. And that's our marketplace operations and growth. So you're thinking Amazon, Groupon, Walmart, all of the new marketplaces and even getting into Amazon International. So as far as getting your accounts set up, optimizing all of your listings, going through your full promotional launch, you know, opportunities. That's something that we've built out our teams that we're able to fully give that service model for not only our clients that work with us, but potentially partner, future partners that want to get into working with our agency, almost in the, what we would call an incubator model, right. which is we're going into their accounts and we're getting an understanding of, okay, where can we fill the gaps? Maybe where can we see something that maybe they missed? And we obviously work really closely with the partners. We're, we talk with them every single day and just understanding really what do you what do you see that you need help with and what can we do? And that's where we just kind of fill in from there. And we still keep them hand in hand with us if they'd like that opportunity to work together in the process. Or, of course, we can bring in our processes to you know, start to scale a product maybe that struggled to sell on Amazon, maybe only has, you know, 400 reviews at a four and a half star and they need to get, you know, closer to the five star. They need maybe a thousand more reviews. Those are things that we've built out our own strategies with our own internal brands and we're able to, you know, fully have our product launch campaign team dig into that product and drive outside traffic and really trying to convert those sales and using our own internal strategies that we've used for years. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to this point, you know, you're not obligated. As yeah. long as you're working with the agency, you're really just, it's a beautiful thing because you're not obligated to sell. You're really just... Oh, um, so that's an optional arrangement. That, totally. Like Absolutely. This, and and know, it would be really... Lease option to buy yeah. like, <laughs> part of exactly the... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I'm going to use that. A little rent to own, a little lease yeah. to buy. Right. Yeah. I mean... And, and you're not committed at that point, but you're at least trying us out. You're saying, yeah. look, we're going to, we're going to see how the rubber meets the road with these guys. 
And again, that's for the for the guys that are maybe doing a million or at least have a, a good enough idea to get to that point. We want to see if we can grow them from there. But the next step would be at that point, if you like the model, and, and if you're already past that model, if you've already grown it and you're looking to take on the partnership, then as, as an aggregator, Grove, again, we're one of many, but our model is very unique in that we allow these owners to roll in their equity and become part of our multiple. And it's specific to the, we, our categories are health and wellness, pet, gourmet, grocery. We do like household goods. And, you know, in the, in, the, in the health and wellness, that's like supplements, dietary supplements, nutrition, beauty, um, and active nutrition. And if they are willing to go to that step with us and come talk about those categories with us, we think we can make it worth your while to take on a partner that actually has like some really good expertise, not just capital, not just venture, not private equity, not people with a lot of money that don't know what they're doing. Like we literally know exactly what we're doing and we can be a good partner for a lot of these guys. Gotcha. So they come in, they work with that agency and it's like an, it's almost like an incubator like with the uh, with the option right yeah absolutely yeah Got and it. we have some that they're they might not get to that point or maybe they just don't know they will want to get to that point and so right. working with our agency services they just have the opportunity to you know use any of our shared service model as far as our marketplace is goes and then i they typically will see the opportunity is so much more than just the marketplace team with you know regulatory and compliance you know selling your products on Amazon, you you have to have those teams in place. Kind of important to have that stuff. It now, is, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well you guys don't charge for your services for free. You know, you're not doing this for free. Like how does it kind of work with the agency? And then if you wanted to take that next step, ballpark figures, like what can people expect? Yeah. So when we do our, you know, first initial call with the clients that we're looking into, we really just see first what kind of marketplaces are they interested in. Um, whether it's getting into Amazon, International, Walmart, and really evaluate, you know, they're able to pick and choose. It's kind of understanding what they want from there. So that price model, we typically, of course, we love to do the the profit share model just because we have skin in the game in that and sure. be able to, you know, maybe if we're getting them on Walmart and we can see the growth with it, you know, we're, we're not trying to, you know, always take a retainer out of it and just, you know, use our services, but be able to really both have skin in the game to really want success for them on that platform. Got it. So, and all of our clients are very unique in, in that full model. And then for partners that are looking into it, we actually kind of do something similar in a sense, but we definitely give them quite a big discount if they really are looking to partner with us and maybe are in that due diligence process. Um, that's something that we'll start to roll them in and start using our services much less than what we'd have a client. And your, your big payoff is at the second payoff is at the second bite. (laughs) That's exactly you're rolling all that forward yourself. You're working in an equity model or maybe even a rep share model initially. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the partnership side is really is like the bigger payoff is at the second sale. That's right. And, and, and typical for most aggregators, you know, you combine all this EBITDA together and let's just say it ends up being 200 million of EBITDA or 150 or 100, whatever. That number is so attractive to a much larger player who's like we don't have time to do small 100 million dollar acquisitions right (laughs) they're like a a cpg company like nestle that just bought you know like you know they're they're looking to buy something that's already packaged together that's already well run maintained has a machine they're going to plug that in and that 100 million could be worth 
no question a 20x and that's exactly what these aggregators are doing and so yeah. now you are part of something that has a billion dollar valuation or a two billion dollar valuation or like in thrasio's case you know it could be like and we are going to see the next 10 billion dollar valuation in the next two years without question we will see it from an aggregator and you'll be a part of that as one of these brands and the payoff could be like immense like multiples and multiples of what you initially thought you could get for your company is going to come from the aggregator model at this point right yeah. well i mean if um if there's anything that's been clear through the 40 minutes or so that we've been talking <laughs> here it's like it's that second part of this whole yeah. thing which is uh, like I said, it's a foreign concept to a lot of individual businesses and just understanding that because there is this opportunity right now. And I don't think this isn't going away. This is a yeah. trend that is going to continue to grow. I think obviously the pandemic only sped this whole thing up, probably. Yeah. You know, yeah. the sun warriors of the world saying, oh my God, I'm only in retail. This whole online thing, yeah. I haven't been able to figure it out. Like, there's thousands of businesses that are still out there trying to figure that out yeah. you guys mm -hmm. uh, obviously have figured it out here i yeah. really wanted to poke holes in your sales pitch but i can't find that many holes <laughs> that's good we're, we're not polished good. disgusting <laughs> action and i spend most of our time like talking to clients so it's not like we're out on the road doing this no. like right. I, I, so yeah. if there are holes they i you'll find them but yeah, I appreciate you taking you the could, time with us yeah. for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it failed up. as a, uh, a host of perpetual <laughs> traffic. But anyway, if uh, you do want to get in touch with you folks, that's the best way to to get in touch. Yeah, I would imagine Grove.com <laughs> might yeah. be a yeah. good start. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. G R O W V E. Okay. Yeah, yep. and she's um, a Ashton A Barlow at uh, Ashton at Grove. Ashton at Grove.com, yeah. and I'm B Hughes. Or you can just put bill at grove.com yeah. as well. And like, I mean, you know, we're very personable. We like to talk to people. You respond to emails. We respond, yeah. 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 We don't, don't let them don't slip. spam when these guys in box. That's okay. We seriously. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even if they're, I love just talking to people that have great ideas because yeah. it's, it's, and when I look at a category on Amazon and a great idea that matches that and nobody's winning that category. That's a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like, I love talking to those people. Like, all the traffic's there. Nobody's getting it. Let's talk, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's fun. And yeah. when you see that, you're like, whoa, that's, yeah. uh, there's big opportunity there. Yeah. Lots yeah. of money on the table. So, mm -hmm. well, cool. Thanks for uh, coming on to Perpetual Traffic. Really appreciate uh, you guys stopping by the Scooby-Doo van. I don't know what we call this thing like, here. I know. <laughs> mystery cool. machine. The mystery mystery machine. machine. That's it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so all the resources that we mentioned here on today's show, head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Till next week, everyone. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.